Rest for your souls. I like the sound of that. Rest for your soul. (laughs) Okay, that is good. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We'll pray, then we'll, we'll go through this. Father, we are so thankful that you call out to us. You call out to us through your Son. You call out to us by your precious Holy Spirit. We thank you for that. And as we go through your word today, Father, may the things that you want to be seen and embraced, Lord, let it be so. And may we hear your voice clearly today, Father, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jesus is calling to the weary and burdened. Now, you know, sometimes as I'm reading God's word, I wish that God would give more detail. Because I have questions, and the text doesn't necessarily answer all of my questions. You ever been there? Okay? It's not like God made a mistake. Okay? He has as much detail as he knows that we need. Okay? But when it says, come to me all you who are weary and burdened, I'm thinking, who are the weary and burdened? Who are those people? Because it can cover a lot of area. Weary and burdened. Some people are weary and burdened from sin. Sin will take its toll. Have you noticed that? Sin will take its toll after a while. And what starts off as so much fun makes your life weary after a while. And then you're carrying burdens. Sometimes the sin that you so enjoyed becomes the very thing that you get enslaved to. You're addicted to it. Oh man. But Jesus calls to him. He says, come. You're weary? Come. You're burdened down with sin? Come. Some are uh, weary and burdened down from guilt. Maybe they've done things, said things in the past that not only affected them, but it affected other people. And there can be a lot of guilt in this life. And it can wear you down. I'm sure everybody in here understands what guilt can do. And Jesus says, Come. Come to me. Sometimes it's just life that can be get weary. You know, just life. All of the things in life. And, and, and it can be kind of a... I mean, it's not that everything's bad, but it can just wear you down. It, it can just become heavy. Life is swamping your boat. And you're having a really tough time trying to bail out, you know? Sometimes it can get that way. It's just, it's just becoming too much. And Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. I like that. And he says it every day. It's not like, I remember that time two years ago when Jesus said, come to me. It was awesome. No. He says it. Every day. Come to me. It goes on to say, Come to me all you who are weary and burdened. And what's he going to do? Give you rest. 
give you rest. That's awesome. It didn't say give you retirement where you just retire. No, it didn't say that. But there's rest in Jesus. Coming to Jesus, it would not be good if you answered the call and you come to Jesus and he says, man, I'm glad to see you here. Now I've got a few more things for you to carry. That'd be a little rough. It's not like that. Coming to Christ does not add more burdens to your life. And if it seems like it is, then there's some things the Lord needs to straighten out yet. Okay? He, had, he does not intend for our walk with Him to be one of just burden upon burden upon burden. Jesus said, Come to me. Yeah, I've got a plan. Yeah, I've got a purpose. Yeah, I've got things for you to do. But yeah, there's a rest. There's a rest. Hebrews talks about laboring to enter into the rest. There's a rest in Jesus. Are you experiencing it now? He wants you to. He wants to teach you how to rest. I didn't say be lazy. (laughs) But how to rest. I'm learning to do stuff here. You know, this pastor thing. I don't have it all figured out yet, learning along the way. You are the victims. But anyway, I'm learning along the way. I have to learn to rest. Not be lazy. Do what I'm supposed to do. But to have a rest that is there also. I have to come to Jesus. At least every other week. To make it. You know, every day he says, Mike, come. Come on. There's a full plate today. You better come and spend some time with me. (laughs) Okay. I'll give you some rest. I'll give you some strength. I'll give you some hope. I'll give you some direction. I'll give you a little correction once in a while because you need that too. Oh, he's inviting people. Come. If, if you don't have rest in your soul, He is inviting you. Just come. You know that word that I gave earlier? I didn't pre-think that thing because of the sermon. That wasn't it at all. I just felt like God wanted me to say those things. But He wants to teach us how to live life without being burdened and weighed down and weary. Well, it goes on to say, he wants to give them rest. And he offers us a different yoke. Now what's a yoke? Here's our little picture here. Yoke is that wooden frame that harnesses two pair of oxen together so that they're doing stuff together. They're pulling the load together. They're plowing together. They are yoked together. And look at this. Come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest Take my yoke upon you. People sees G- uh, Jesus sees people yoked to all kinds of things. They're yoked to sin, guilt, condemnation. They're yoked to whatever. The burdens of this life, they're just yoked to them. And Jesus says, come to me. Take that yoke off. You're not meant to be yoked to those things. Put my yoke on. 
yoked to Jesus. Does that sound good? That's His plan. His plan for you and I today is to be yoked to Him. Not praying from a distance, Jesus, Jesus, see me over here? I need some help, Jesus. That's how we see things sometimes. And Jesus says, no, come to me. Take my yoke, put yoke on that's attached to me. You don't have to pray to me clear out there somewhere. I'll be with you. I'll go through life with you. You don't have to send me reports once in a while. I'll be there. I'll be involved in it. I'll be a part of it. Oh, come to me. Take my yoke upon you. He says a little more here. It says nothing. They're just cows right there. So let me move to the... (laughs) There we go. That's better. Okay. Take my yoke upon you and do what? Learn from Him. Jesus wants to teach us how to live life. Oh, I've got it all figured out. That's fine. But eventually when you crash, Jesus wants to teach you how to live life. He really does. It's not a mystery. And it's not from a distance. It's not a correspondence course. It's not distance education. It's Him right there. Yoked together. Walking through life. Teaching. That altar time is so important. Pastor, life is too full. I don't have time to set aside time to be with Jesus. Yes. And look what life is like for you right now. Is that the way you want to keep going forever? We have to learn how to make time for Jesus. We do. And some people are busier than others. Okay, there's some seasons that are busier than others. But we still have to learn to make time. How can we have a relationship with Him if we're not spending time with Him? Uh, This is not a rebuke, but this is just life. I know what it's like. I know what it's like. Sometimes we think we're the ones calling out, Jesus, Jesus, come. No. It's really Him. And He's calling to us. Come to me. Come to me. There's so much He wants to teach us. When I became a Christian, I was so ignorant on the things of God. I had never read the Bible before. I had never gone to church before. Now I'm God's child. And I'm still really messed up. I had a lot to learn. But one of the things I did pretty early on is I just started spending time with Jesus. I did. I just, it's like, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't, you know, and I still had sins I was struggling with. There were still things I was bound to. It's like, I just got to spend some time with Jesus. So in total ignorance, I go to my secret place. Jesus, here I am. I don't know what to do. I started reading the Bible. A lot of stuff I didn't understand. But, 
there were things that Jesus would show me that were just right for me at that time. And I just started learning. Jesus says, come to me. You're my daughter. You're my son. Come to me. A yoke is for work. You know what I'm saying? They don't put the yoke on oxen to go for a stroll in the afternoon. Okay, There, there is work. But Jesus said, man, you're yoked to me. Is it work raising a family? Yes. That's been my experience. Our kids were almost perfect though, so maybe it's not compared to... But anyway, it's work to raise a family. It's good to be yoked to Jesus. It's work living life. It's good to be yoked to Jesus. It's good to be yoked to Him. Well, He wants to teach us. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle. I like that. He's all powerful but He's gentle. And humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. I like that. Rest for your souls. Then it goes on to say, for my yoke is easy. Easy. It's not a difficult thing. It's not complex. It's, you don't have to have a PhD to understand the things of God. And I am forever thankful for that. You don't have to understand calculus to walk with God. And I am forever, forever thankful for that. Alright? What do you have to understand? You have to understand you've got a need. I am in bondage to sin on my way to hell and God's judgment and I have a serious need. Jesus, please save me. (laughs) Forgive me. I surrender my life. I embrace you. Simple. Simple. And then we walk with him. It's a pretty good plan. Do you have a secret place? Do you have an altar where you meet with your Savior? Is there a place where I know every day, best I can, I'm going to meet with the Lord at this time. I'm going to sit at His feet. I'm going to let Him teach me. I'm going to open up the Word. I'm going to let Him teach me. I'm going to talk with Him. I'm going to take time to listen. Do you have that place? You need to have that place. And it doesn't have to just be one place. I mean, it can be various places. But you need to have that that time. Because Jesus is calling. Well, I don't know that I really need it right now. (laughs) Well, you will. (laughs) Because eventually, if you don't think you need it now, the day is coming when you will really, really need it. It will lead to that, okay? It always does. I'm doing pretty good. I don't really need Jesus. And then later on, oh my God, how am I going to make it through this? I need Jesus. Yeah, true. Need Him every day. Meet with Him every day. Why is his burden light? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You're hooked to the Son of God. Who's going to carry most of the weight? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, 
you ever watch anybody, we, we have a kayak. And if you sit in the back of the kayak, you know what you can do? Just hold your oar out of the water and let that person in front do all of the work. And they don't know. Unless somebody snitches on you. They don't know. <laughs> okay? Jesus. He can handle anything. He can handle anything. So if we're yoked to Him, what can we handle? Anything. And it's because we're yoked to Him. Okay, it's not because we're so great. It's not like Jesus is saying, man, you're making my job a lot easier because you're just really, you're pulling the weight, aren't you? I don't know if he ever says that to us, but when we're yoked to him, we can do it. We can do it. But he's calling. Do you hear him calling? Because sometimes we can get to the place where we're not even hearing him call. We don't even think about spending much time with him. We're not hearing him call. There's a dog park behind the native hospital. What's the name of that lake? University. University Lake. University Lake. Okay, I'll try to remember that. But Okay, I like that dog park because you can just leave your leash in the car. Leash free. It's awesome. For my dog. Others, other dogs bother me, but my dog is awesome for it, okay? And Hershey, I take her off the leash... And she's just, she's gone. But she would always stop and look, always keeping in contact. You know what I'm saying? I mean, she was running free, but yet always keeping in contact. And if you called her name, she'd come right back. I was so proud of her. She, you know, we were just like, then you see these other people calling their dogs and their dogs are never coming back. Okay, I mean, it's, it's, you know, you feel a little sorry for them, but it's kind of funny. (laughs) About a year ago, Hershey stopped listening really well. And I don't know why. Have you noticed that? Because we go out there to the dog park, Laura and I'll go out there with Hershey, and we, we turn her loose, and she, she loses track of us. She's gone. I mean, she used to always just kind of pop up and look around, you know. I mean, you just knew where she was, and now it's, she's gone. And you call her name, and uh, it's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm one of those people that can't control their dog. It's embarrassing. Hershey, Hershey, Hershey. You, you know, and then you got to do the whistle thing, which I can't do. If Lori's not with me, I'm in trouble. She can do the whistle thing that's really loud, and she'll come popping up just like, is there a problem? <laughs> she is learning to pick and choose when she comes. And we will get this under control, but it's not going to be in a message. I'm not going to tell you, but we will get this under control. Too many of us have come to a place in our life where we are picking and choosing when we answer Jesus' call to come. We just pick and choose. Yeah, today it'll work. Nah, it won't work. No, this week, it's not going to work this week, but next week it'll work. We're picking and choosing. Now, it's not like it's to Jesus' detriment other than he loves us and he knows what's ahead and he knows what this is eventually going to lead to and he doesn't want us to go through that stuff. So he just keeps calling. And, you know, as we wise up, we realize I should answer that call every day. 
come to me. All you who are weary and burdened. And I will add more things to your plate. No. He said, I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. If anybody knows how to live life, Jesus does. I need to learn from him. Okay, I need to learn from him. I don't have it all figured out. I need to learn from him. Well, he called in another place. We're going to look at this as the other text I want us to look at today. In John chapter 7, Feast of Tabernacles, last day, greatest day of the feast, it says in John 7.37, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Okay, so he is putting it out there for everybody to hear. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. There's that invitation again. Are you thirsty? Come to me. Drink it in. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within them. Out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Come to me and drink. Are you thirsty? I don't drink enough water. I know I don't. But I make up for it with soda. No, I don't. No, I'm doing better. I'm doing better. But I like to run. Now I like to elliptical. But it sounds really... Sound like a wimp. Yeah, I'm on the hill. But anyway, that's where I'm at now is the elliptical. judgment. <laughs> Payback time for those years when I would look on people, look at people on ellipticals and think, huh, come on, do, do something real. <laughs> now I'm on the elliptical. But regardless, regardless, after I'm done working out, I am so thirsty. I mean, I'm seriously thirsty, okay, in, in my shirt is just drenched. I sweat a lot when I'm on that thing. Some people when they're working out, it's like oh, seriously? You're not going to break a sweat this whole time you're in here. And they're, and they're just, I, I want to break a sweat. I want to be stinky. <laughs> I do. I feel like I've done something. But I am so thirsty afterwards. And Jesus would say, hey are you thirsty for me? Are you thirsty for me? Because if you are, come. Drink your fill. There's no limits. Drink your fill. Some of you guys, how many bottles of water do you drink in a day? Man, I have to go to the bathroom just watching you carry that bottle around all the time. <laughs> you drink a lot. I, I couldn't do it, man. I'd just be floating. <laughs> Jesus said, Drink. Come to me. Drink. Drink. But here's the problem. Sometimes we get thirsty for other things. We're, we're thirsty people. But sometimes we get thirsty for other stuff. You know, before I was a Christian, I was thirsty for the things of the world. You know, and I drank it in. I drank it in. But I was still always thirsty afterwards. You know, so you drink more in of whatever the world has to offer. But it's like 
something still missing. And, and that was my experience. You know, I did the stuff I wanted to do. Some of it was okay and some of it was not okay. But I was still, something's missing. And then Jesus comes along, gets, finally gets a hold of me, and I realized, this is what I have been thirsty for the whole time. I don't need the beer. I've got Jesus. I don't need the porn. I want to be free. I don't need all this stuff, working just to get stuff. I got Jesus. That's what was missing. And if I would just stay thirsty for Jesus, things stay pretty well on track. But you know what? Even as a Christian, you can start getting thirsty for other stuff. But Jesus says, if anyone's thirsty, come to me. Are you thirsty today? Is there something in you that says, I really want more of Jesus? I really want more of Him. I don't want to be consumed with this world. I want to be in God's will. Is there something in you that just, oh, more of Him? More of Him. <clears throat> Jesus offers us this living water. And who, who is the living water? Well, he's speaking of someone else. Who's the living water? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit so much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jesus said, I got to go away. But I'm sending the Comforter. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He'll be with us. Let's look at this as it goes on to say. <clears throat> Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. At that point he was expressing this, but it, it wasn't available yet. But he had to die for the sins of the world, be raised back to life, and then the Holy Spirit was available for us. <clears throat> Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. But, he says, you can, you can drink of me. I want to look just briefly at some verses that talk about the Holy Spirit. I mean, the... When, when Paul is writing to the, the, the church at Ephesus, he's explaining how much we need the Holy Spirit. And look at these verses. I pray that out of His glorious riches, He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being. There's this power to live a life above the carnal nature and stuff. There's this power. But it's by His Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not just a tack on. It's just not one of the, you know, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. No, no, no. We desperately need the Holy Spirit. We desperately need to be sensitive to the leading of the Spirit. We need to learn how to walk in the Spirit. These are things Jesus wants to teach us. Ephesians 5.18 Don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, which means bad stuff. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. You know, 
pop another top of the Spirit. Drink it down. Be filled with the Spirit. Oh, goodness. Because it's living water. Let's look at a couple more verses. Galatians 5.16 So I say, live by the Spirit. Learn how to walk in the Spirit. Be sensitive to the Spirit. Be empowered. That all happens when we come to Jesus. That all happens then. Jesus today, fill me with your Spirit today. Strengthen me with your Spirit today. Help me to be sensitive to your Spirit today. That all happens when we come daily to Him. And it says, So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Yes, there's temptations. But you'll find yourself not falling for them as much. And overcoming those things. And it's because we're learning to be empowered and strengthened by the Holy Spirit. He is our helper. Anybody in here need help? Point to somebody in this room that needs help. Wow, that's a lot of hands going one direction. Okay. We have a helper. Jesus knows we need help. We have a helper. Okay. We have a helper. Galatians 5.25 says, Since we live by the Spirit, that's the life of a Christian. We live by the Spirit. We're no longer living by our fleshly desires. It's as the Holy Spirit leads and directs and shows and prompts. We live by the, since we live by the Spirit, let's keep in step with the Spirit. Let's just stay in step with what He's doing. Jesus invites us. Come. Come. Every day. When Lori and I went on our little vacation to Hawaii, you know what we did? I won't say anything embarrassing, but you know what we did? We went to church. Even on vacation. Well, pastor, no one would have known. I, I didn't care what people thought. We wanted to go to church. We just want to go to church. You know, it's on the Lord's day. We're going to go and we're going to meet with God's people and we're going to worship the Lord together. We want to meet with Him. You know what I'm saying? It's not because I'm a pastor. I feel like I need to. I, I love going to church before I ever got into, you know, pastoral stuff. When I, before I was a Christian, Sundays were the most awkward day. They were awkward. Because I wasn't into watching sports and stuff on TV and it's just like, this is just a weird day. Saturdays I understood. Saturday nights I understood. Sundays, just a weird day. Then I got saved. It's like, oh, that's what this day is all about. I love it. I love this day. So anyway, we're going to church. Where are we going to go to church? I know you can't pronounce any of those names over there. But anyway, we've, there's one that's close by. There's another one that's a little further away, but we both felt like, let's go to that one for some reason. We're going to go to that one. So we go there that day, and uh, guest speaker, we don't even get to meet the pastor. Guest speaker from California or somewhere. So anyway, you know, we're just sitting there with everybody else. Friendly church, like you guys. They were really friendly. It was awesome. Worship time, man, there were people excited to be saved. Man, they were just excited. And uh, 
So this, this guy, he gives a message on seasons and changing seasons and so on. It was, a, it was a good message. And then he calls people forward for prayer. Anybody want to come forward for prayer? Just come. Laura and I said, yeah, man, we're going, whatever, let's do, let's get in on this. I don't know what it is, but let's go up there, you know. So we go up there and this guy, he starts just praying for people and we finally went to the, so, you know, sometimes you can go to the wrong side of the altar. So 45 minutes later, they get to you and pray for you. So, I mean, by the Holy Spirit, we went to the right side, and he started on that end. It was awesome. We're like the third or fourth person to be prayed for. And he gets to Lori, lays his hands on her, and just starts reading her mail. It was awesome. It was, you know what? When you want to meet with God, He's going to meet with you. If you come to church expecting something, you're going to receive something. If you come to church not expecting anything, you may not get anything. So he's just, and so he's praying for her, and it was just neat. It was neat. Then he's almost done praying, and he stops, and he starts praying again. And you've been concerned about your children. He didn't know if she had any kids. He didn't know us at all. You've been concerned about your children. And the Lord wants you to know. He has everything under control. And all these things are working out according to his plan. So, you don't need to worry. And it was awesome. And then he comes to me. Starts praying for me. And he says, I'm almost from the very start, he says, you have the gift of teaching. And God is going to give you more revelation in that area. It's going to be like an onion. There's going to be layers. And you're going to be understanding his word in greater ways. And you're going to understand God's character. He didn't know I was a pastor. He didn't know anything. And he just starts speaking this stuff over me. Just, just nailing things. It's like, God knows the desires of your heart. What does this have to do with my message today? Meet with Jesus. We should not be living ordinary lives. If your life is ordinary and you can pretty much predict everything, you've got a schedule and it's just... No. Jesus has more. He has more. Come to me. All of you who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. It will bring rest to your soul. He wants us to not have that when we get to heaven. He wants us to have it now. Rest for our soul. Come to me, all you who are thirsty. I've got more. I've got more. And what I have is living water. Living water. No limits to it. No limits. What limits us? Just not coming. <laughs> or coming way too seldom. <laughs> and now that I'm done messing with you, and making you feel bad, let's stand. This is not a make you feel bad message. I was so stirred through network conference, and the worship team can come at this time. Here's this man... God's used him to pastor some big churches. He's over the northern Texas. Over they got a lot of churches. And what's he tell all of us here? He says, "You got to have a private altar." 